<laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Inside Voice, the podcast that goes behind the speakers, sponsors and all things wonderful at Voice Summit. Coming back this July 22nd, you can get your tickets for that at voicesummit.ai. And I'm recording here in the sunshine and some of the wind uh, in a very uh, lovely Amsterdam here in the Nord. Uh, and we are joined this afternoon by a wonderful guest and upcoming speaker at this year's conference, Martin Lenz Fitzgerald. You may know his name from being part of the, uh, well, the founder of Open Voice and also is the global head of voice uh, recently, just four months in at Nodes based here in Amsterdam. Martin, thanks so much for joining us on Inside Voice this afternoon. Hey there. Good to be here. Martin, why, for people that don't know you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background, who you are. You mentioned to me in our chat just before that you're on your fifth iteration of this is your, your fifth tech cycle uh, and voice is the place you've ended up. Uh, how did you get to be here? Uh, so this is my fifth new medium voice and now that I'm experiencing it, I can look back like I keep doing this. So in 93 I built my first website literally a couple hundred meters here in the old shell tower which is now a disco tower. I did email after that in the early 2000s. I did mobile uh, in, a little later in the 2000s. I had the lar- first global augmented reality platform with 48 million users globally um, called Layer. And yeah, now I saw voice two years ago. I have the machines already five years. I was in the first beta group uh, with Amazon. And duh, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) This is it again. And what is the it uh, specifically for you guys? And uh, maybe first of all, tell us a little bit about what Nodes is doing in this space and and your role there. So Nodes is originally Danish, they're not Dutch. Uh, We just started out here in Holland, but we're a worldwide group, over a thousand engineers, smart designers, uh, quality assurance, and basically it's enterprise smart, good apps, as well as web platforms, and now also uh, voice solutions, voice services that we do. And that was an ideal match when I met them because I needed the execution power. I'm getting a lot of traction here. The medium is getting a lot of traction, but we need to execute as well as well. And Nodes is the party that does that now. And particularly here in Amsterdam, and obviously being from a Danish company, I have some affiliations with a large Danish toy maker beforehand. Um, you know, these European markets are somewhat late in the kind of development cycle because it's taken a while for the platforms to get here. Uh, certainly, the big guys, at least. How are you finding that in terms of you know kind of developing the market here? Is there a struggle there because people aren't literally living with these things at home every day, or is that just we're past that point already? So in the States, it's late. Uh, it's it's cross the chasm, not in Europe. Remember mobile, mobile when there was a BlackBerry and Nokia, then Holland or Europe was first compared to the US. You didn't do text there. And now it's the other way around with voice. The web was again, America was first. Uh, we miss Apple, uh, we miss, sorry, we miss Amazon here, for instance. Uh, it is in Germany, it is in France, it is in uh, the UK, but it's not in a lot of other countries, whereas Google is there. So the uptake is very different. That's how I'd like to characterize it. And yes, it's not in the same timing as the other countries. For of course, the U.S. with their over 60 million installed base. Um, key is that it is what it is. So you can wish it's better, or you can be impatient. That doesn't help because it doesn't matter what you and I want. Uh, it's just when it's there, we need to do well. And one of the key things, what I do with Open Voice, the platform I have there to promote the channel, to have a safe third place where brands can come as well as agencies, developers, to explore this new medium, to literally not worry about the commercial side yet, because it's, we're not there yet. We're all exploring and ex- figuring out how this is going to work. 
And so that is the key thing. And that is like why I'm like, yes, it's important to have those numbers. It's on one hand, it is the Tour de France. Like who's up first right now? You know, who's running this sprint today? But in the end, it's about that whole race. And Paris is still a long way away with voice. And uh, let's just enjoy the race and make sure that that route is well, that we do the catering well, if I pull on that metaphor or continue. And uh, that's what it's all about right now. Uh, okay, so let's just dive on to that for a moment because I think that you guys are facing this. I know many other people who listen to the show and part of our community face this every day is that there are brands out there who are interested and uh, you engage them in what we might call the long no, right? <laughs> is that, yeah, they get started, they, but they want the evidence. They want the case studies. They want the proof for it to go beyond the kind of MVP stage. Um, what are you guys doing at Nodes to kind of help move that conversation along and get people started in voice? Well, that's what my marketing manager keeps asking. What are the cases? And you know what? I'm annoying. I say there are no cases. I say there are no numbers. And that's for a reason, because they're not there. Uh, we need to see what there really is. And that's uh, music. That is IoT, turning on your, that's not even the right word for it, but operational voice. And let's embrace that. The uh, voices in car is now growing. And slowly now categories are emerging. And let's not create the future looking in the back of your mirror. And that's what we're doing, I'm afraid. So cases we need to create ourselves. And if we want it, they won't be there. So don't wait for it. If you're not ready, then wait. But if you have the balls, if you want to step up, this is the moment. Because this is the moment when we will create the country. This is Oklahoma when nobody was there yet. And we're racing to create our own uh, yeah, uh, farm there. And uh, those rules are now up for grabs. And if you do it well, you'll be successful. Well, it certainly seems like the attitude in the U.S. is gold rush. You know, we've yeah. got to get there early. The big worry, I suppose, here is that this is this kind of some kind of tulip bubble uh, here, in the, to use a kind of Dutch metaphor. Um, and, and particularly, you mentioned that there is a, a difference here in the platform adoption. I think that's a really important right. thing. So you mentioned a Google-first probably uh, mode here. Obviously, we are uh, literally 48 hours after I.O., uh, launching a bunch of new stuff coming out. Maybe you just give us some reflections on, on what you seen this week at IO stuff that maybe you think is going to come and help push that agenda forward uh, here in Europe? I think the most important thing, uh, I think Brian and Romilly uh, had that number, and that is that over 60% of their messaging at IO was about conversational. Uh, two days before at Microsoft, I, I don't know what the number is, but also their CEO was doing conversational. It is literally a key strategic point. But apart from what all the big players do, apart from what all the, where all the money and resources go, all those billions, these crazy companies having cash to spend on this. It's about you and I knowing that talking is what we've been doing since four years old. Talking is what we've been doing for 50,000 years. Why we are able to build pyramids, why we create these awesome events where we are now, create microphones that I'm talking into now. And that is now the key way to communicate, to get things done. And that has never been done before. And the fact will be soon that our children will look at us, that we will be the keyboard generation because they'll never know one. And so the overarching ability to talk, to have a conversation instead of click, swipe, or press something, that is going to be old-fashioned soon. So however it will go, and remember Nokia, remember BlackBerry, you have neither right now. So if it is Google or if it is Amazon, it doesn't really matter. It's going to happen any which way. 
And not to label this too much on, on Google in particular, but obviously uh, you've used them in these examples in your recent talks. I'm sure you'll mention it again when you come back onto the VED stage uh, this summer at the, the, the conference, uh, is that there is you know, this kind of general feeling in the community of voice practitioners that we are heading for utopia, right? That we're going after this kind of wonder thing. Uh, you've been trialing out something new this week uh, here at some of your events in, in Holland uh, around maybe a more black mirror version of what this might look like. And we've particularly seen this sparked by things like the BBC repealing all their podcasts out of the Google Assistant in the UK. Uh, and many of the big players worried about the data, worried about being aggregated away from uh, the, the brand, you know, kind of having a real presence. Uh, and particularly at IO this week, we saw, you know, um, Google really focusing on podcasting, on news, on recipes, which in many ways puts them front and center rather than the brand. What's your reflections on that? Um, I think the whole data debate is very serious. One of the key points I'm starting to make now, that's part of my Black Mirror uh, story, is that uh, voice is the most manipulation-prone channel ever. Meaning that now that you have talked to me and say you are a computer, you know what kind of person I am, you know my personality, then you know how to talk to me to get me going, to get me, cra uh, to get me mad, to make me happy, to make me buy something. So this is going to be worse than Cambridge uh, Analytica. And we have no plan against this. So one of the key things that I want to figure out with everybody else is like, let's not ignore this. Let's embrace the opportunity. Let's go for it. But let's not take off our glasses. And let's figure, let's look these, these uh, uh, yeah, dangerous things in the eye and guard ourselves and maybe against our own tendencies sometimes if you look at commercial transactional companies and make sure that the culture that's going to enable this whole movement aka the current developers the current tech the platforms that we create the right environment to have the right discussions to make sure that our data is well and that could be a gdpr like discussion i don't know what we're going to and the thing is if we create our own agenda we can do it well if we have a shared right intent and that's what I'm trying to do and I'll talk about that in, uh, in Newark as well because I think this is going to be one of the make or break stages now we can still do that we all are in love of course with what we do we believe in it and let's take some action about it and get in, instead of just having beers and being happy about it you referenced GDPR, for example, there. And obviously, with most of these companies being US-based and growing out of there, do you think that we're going to have to look to Europe to deal with this? Do you think the FTC are actually going to catch themselves up in the US? Where, where are we going to see some of this kind of standardization regula regulation? Where's it going to come from? I think Europe is a great place, like a village elder of the world. Excuse me, Chinese people. But uh, <laughs> they've been around for a while, yeah, too. I know. But uh, no, it's, of course, the grand narrative in the US is right now Silicon Valley and, and the tech platforms and innovation that happens there. That is not happening in Europe. But Europe can have another role. And that role of guardian, of a free third place where you can discuss things, where facilitation happens, where multi-stakeholder good discussions can happen. I think that is a very key role that we can have. And it's not about forcing stuff. It's not about forcing down a standard down your throat, Mr. Microsoft, Apple, Google, or whoever. No, it's coming up with it together, and which is not, not easy. But if we all do it for the right reasons, not to manipulate, to guard against that, but to promote as well, but also include. One of my key projects right now is Project Silver. Together with Google, the Dutch government, the, the AARP of Holland, I am working towards using voice to enable, enable elderly. And we're actually getting traction now. We're going to get money from the EU to make sure this happens on a European level. But I think it should happen on a global level. Talk, talk more about that. What's that project actually seeking to achieve? 
basically, it is to enable uh, elderly people. Right now, they're uh, behind in tech. And in short, voice enables them to, to get in front again, or at least get at the table. Uh, so I was ready to, I put all these people together. We had a design sprint. And I was ready to build stuff because I thought I knew. Of course, first thing that came out was research. So we researched, we, we did research with 3,500 elderly people to see what they thought about it, if they had experience and what they wanted. Well, that came, it came out that one in five of them already talked to a device. They wanted social, they wanted help, um, and they wanted installation help. So the first one, what we're going to do with installation help, so together with the tech, big tech partners, I'm not ready to say too much about that there'll be like a buy one get one free for your grandmother or your mother mother depending on how old you are and included in that will be tech help there's a lot of community services around there yet with elderly tech support so we're just activating and combining that to make sure that they get that speaker because if my mom is lying on the floor alone uh, with her broken hip she doesn't want to have that thing around her neck, which is stigmatizing, and she won't have that for a while, but that speaker will be there already. So she can say, call Martin, I'm in, I need help. Boom, that help is done. So I just want one KPI with Project Silver. How many lives did we save this year? And I think that way, everybody, and this is how I also want to uh, uh, ensure that the, uh, the voice task group.org will, will work, is like you have clear, very, clear purpose settings, intention settings that everybody can gather around and that's what creates the movement. So Project Silver has proven to me that this is possible with all the parties involved and so with the voicetaskforce.org we can get that even further. Tell us a little bit more about how you're thinking about voice outside of the home, not just inside. Obviously, we've seen, again, uh, here in, in Holland, there's a lot of driving that needs to get done, but also a lot of great public transport infrastructure. Many people, you know, if, you, if you're not careful coming out of Amsterdam Central, then you're going to get knocked down by someone on a bike, potentially with some AirPods in or some Pixel Buds or something else, uh, where they might be listening, talking to, interacting with a, a virtual assistant. Uh, and obviously, big movements now, both from Amazon and Google in that space in the past couple of weeks. Where do you look at these new use cases being presented? by the, the out-of-home experience. Well, one of the things I really like in my, my venture in voice is encountering all these radio people, as in myself passionate, included, passionate people who are so professional, who know so much things I do not know. And uh, so I started the VoiceCast uh, over half a year ago uh, at the bu local business radio here. It's in English, by the way, VoiceCast, Google it, or uh, yeah, look at Apple. And uh, there's so much known already how to do audio well. And so just, re I wanted to say regurgitating, but I mean it well, <laughs> reusing all that knowledge, that experience, and putting it up a notch. And giving these people that are pushed away by, by the TV, by, by the social media, and giving them back a role. I think that's a great function, a great energy to use with voice. So that I really like. And um, just as, as a small difference between the U.S. and, and Holland, we, lit, we purposefully put our podcast for 30 minutes because here our travel times on average are 30 minutes instead of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All about the context, right? Being exactly. aware of the context with your content. Okay, cool. Well, um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting this afternoon, Martin. If people want to get in touch with you or they want to follow what you're doing, both with the, the Voice Task Group and also Open Voice, where can they do that? Where can they go? Okay, there, here comes a list for you because I have not... These will be in the show notes by the way. Perfect. Okay. So uh, for my work, go to nodesagency.com slash voice. For Open Voice, the newsletter and the events go to openvoice.nl. Uh, newsletter, by the way, is weekly and in English. Are you a member? 
I am a member. Very good. Uh, the VoiceCast is with BNR, b uh, nl slash VoiceCast. And then lastly, what I just launched is uh, the VoiceGroupTaskForce.org. And that's where you see the uh, what we all do there, including Project Silver and Open Voice as well. Awesome. Well, Martin, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Inside Voice podcast. We look forward to welcoming you to the VED stage for a VED talk uh, this summer uh, in July at Newark. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show and thanks for coming out to see us in a couple of months. Cheers.